0: The NBA is back.
1: Where else can a city this loud be this left on?
0: And 30 feet is still in range.
1: Where else is history still in to make? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.
0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to
1: bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.
0: 13 and 3, a 13 win season for the third time in franchise history.
1: I've been dreaming this my whole life. This still have you. Yeah. It's time to put in the work.
0: Yeah. Every man gonna dominate. Right, Offense, defense, special team.
1: Let's go. What are we talking
0: about? <laughs> Greg Zerline yeah. sends the Rams to the Super Bowl.
2: Hey, hey, hey. welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek Apollo, My co-host tonight, Steve Ribeiro. That's right. No Michael Stewart. It's Steve, the normal Budding Heads podcast host. joining us in an interesting
1: turn of events. Steve, how you doing? You know, I played a little safety in high school, so Mike and I got some similar uh, (laughs) life experiences, I'd say. Except you're like 5'1",
2: 120. At the time. <laughs> you were like Lucas from that nineteen eighties movie. Did you ever see that one?
1: No, no.
2: <laughs> you need to what see movie? it now. Just Lucas, in <laughs> the movie Lucas. Oh oh I trust you were me.
1: Like a character from a random movie. He uh, was the main character. Just check just trust me. You'll know what I'm talking about. Lucas. Give me a little little credit too. I was like a maybe like five, eight, 150 fifty pound rover, little hybrid, little Mark Barron action.
2: You know, yeah, when I met you,
1: I couldn't believe
2: that you were as tall as I am, and I was about 40,000 pounds heavier. But, (laughs) I mean, we always called you Little Steve, and apparently on Twitter now you're known as Scuba
1: Steve, but, yeah, not so tiny. Well, unless you're an NBA guy. Also, for the listeners, neither Derek nor I are very tall. No, no,
2: no, (laughs) wish I was, wish I was. Well, you're currently in quarantine, Pretty much literally at this point. How long have you been there? What's going on out there in New York City?
1: Yeah, I'm actually in Rhode Island right now. I was supposed to go to Philly last weekend for the Sixers game. Didn't happen, so uh, my family's got a little place up here, so we drove up, get out of the city for a little bit. But haven't been working. I've been I've been home since Wednesday. I think everyone's going to be home for the next couple weeks. Restaurants are closed. Uh, so, yeah, man, just staying put, hanging out. You know, for all the people that don't want to go into work, you might get your chance to do it from home. It's, it's not terrible, but and, and if anyone's not taking this seriously, just like please start taking it seriously.
2: It's a little bit different, too. I mean, even I, I got sent home on uh, Thursday. It was on Thursday we got sent home, and we're told that we are going into basically an early spring break, and then be prepared to start online teaching. I'm like, oh, okay, I haven't done that one. That'll be fun. So in a week now, I'll be online teaching with my kids instead of just, you know, my normal classroom teaching face-to-face. We're quarantined, too. I'm stuck here at my – well, I don't know if it's stuck the, stuck the wrong word here. Uh stuck, am <laughs> stuck with my wife and kids. You know? But, I mean, you can't go really very far. They're shutting everything down in Ohio. Ohio is pretty much shut down, man. They they shut down uh, bars, restaurants, you name it. I, I mean, jeez. So now I just left the talking sports, and guess what? They
1: shut down sports too. Yeah. What the crap? They just announced. They announced they WrestleMania is going to be broadcast from the WWE Performance Center, which is insane. Oh my god! They're having their biggest show of the year at front of an empty crowd. Uh, so that's pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, man. Hey. It's better safe than sorry. Is usually a pretty good life motto. So, uh, whether or not you think we all should be quarantined, nobody nobody knows a ton yet. We're we're gathering information every day.
2: All the political arguments about, it, but I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense in some ways that you that you were sent home. We, everybody sent home. I'm hoping it clears up quickly. If this lasts as long as the president mentioned today, our economy is going to be in deep, deep trouble come July and August. So here's a fingers crossed that things can straighten up real quick. In the meantime, though, the NBA is shut down. The NHL is shut down. MLS is shut down. Major League Baseball is shut down. You said WrestleMania is now from their training center. UFC just shut down. And yet, the league season's now open, and we got lots going on, lots of NFL to talk about. First things first, though, we do want to let you know that we are sponsored by Jim Hawk, his book always team, grit, glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. And yes, believe it or not, we still are. Even if the shutdown available anywhere podcasts can be found, we still have that contest going on. It's been going on since before Steve was born, but it's still going on. 5-star reviews on Apple Music, take a screenshot, email it to us at gmail.com and you're in the contest to get yourself a nice, brand-new, personalized Rams jersey. You might want to wait until the uniforms come out to buy it, though, because you may like them, you may not. Where on the street is, uh, they're pretty nice, even with that logo that came out a week or so ago, which wasn't so nice. I'm sure you talked about that in your podcast, right, <laughs> Steve? <laughs> you didn't listen to my podcast? I Honestly, man, I haven't had a chance to. I've been going balls to the
1: wall since January 6th. I'm kidding. I actually did listen to yours last week to make sure we didn't talk about the same logo stuff. But uh, Look, I'm open on my podcast about it. I don't listen to a ton of Rams content in the off season. I do my podcast. That's my Rams fill for the week. So then,
2: real quick, just for those who may not have listened to your podcast, Taking the logo,
1: uh, it's it, to me it was just really like uninspiring, and the fact that if it, if it's the real logo, you can look at it and mistake it for a Chargers logo was my main take. Like that, if anyone looked at that and said that kind of looks like a Chargers logo, you should just scrap the whole logo. Like I don't know how you even get to that point. Your your mascots could not be more differently or more different. So. I, I wasn't like adamantly hating against the logo. To me, it was more like how how can you honestly release something that looks like your neighbor's lo- like it could be your neighbor's logo. Like I, I just I couldn't believe that they would actually put something out there that could look like the Chargers logo. No, I listened to
2: the uh Russ and Charles Robson podcast from this last week when they talked about it.
1: Oh, you had time to listen to their podcast. Okay. Well.
2: It was on Ram's Twitter. I was at work. I was I saw it. I was, you know, getting some stuff ready on Friday, getting trying to get lesson plans and grades in, and I was like, you know what, well, let's put something in the background. I heard that was it, so I went and looked for it. So I'm sorry if that was that that's the guy who reported it, Charles Robinson. I'm, and, I'm not offended. He, I mean people went after Charles Robinson hard, but he's pretty credible. I've been following his career for a long time. He's one of the guys who blew the Miami Hurricanes case a few years back. This guy's bought a lot of stories, and if he reports it, he pretty much is on about it. He's pretty much right. So I don't – I'm going to listen when it says Charles Robinson's part of that story. There's a lot of writers I won't listen to I won't trust, but he's one of the guys I will trust, and then Benjamin Albright comes in right after him and, and pretty much verifies the same thing. So – but what he mentioned in the podcast was – Apparently, this is what him and Paylor were saying, is that actually the uniforms are amazing. And they have to be now because you want people to forget about that logo. If the uniforms turn out great, then people aren't going to worry about the logo as much.
1: I'm yeah, still going to hate with, it. I'm with you on that. And as long as I keep the horns on the helmet, which they definitely will. I, I can't imagine they change that. They, yeah, uh, the they, logo, they look, it's, not, it's not the end of the world. Our, it's not like we have a historically like, legendary logo. I like our logo, but... As long as the jerseys are fire, I, I can live with whatever.
2: Now How could you? How could you have a historically historic logo when they keep changing every five years? That was what Demoff was saying in our discussion, quote unquote, on Twitter. Was he's? I made the case about this this uniform being iconic as it is, and he's like, "Well, we've changed the color so many times. Well, because you guys keep changing it, man. Quit messing with it. You guys had something to work. Stop messing with it." But no, 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 no. Don't do that. Let's go ahead and change it every ten years, and I wonder why people don't don't find it attractive. They keep looking back to nineteen ninety nine. I mean, call me crazy, but some uniforms just work.
1: Yep. And I, I think uh, more or less we've had it. We've had it. We've had a history of good uniforms. Uh, we have one of the best helmets in football. We always have. Uh, and uniform wise, I mean, I I didn't hate. I was in the minority. I didn't hate the navy and gold. Uh, and I think the last couple of years, given the circumstances, they did a pretty decent job uh, putting together a Frankenstein uniform with the with the white and the gold. So mm. i i have a I have more faith on the uniform than the logo. And like like we've just been saying, if the uniforms are good, the horns are on the helmets. The logo is not the end of the world.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean to me, it's just. It just sends a bad impression right away when the first thing, it gets leaked after you've been teasing fans for so long, you know. Tease, tease, tease. Just tease them. And then you wonder why people flip out. That was a big shock. Why are people flipping out? Because they've been teasing it all like four months. They've been teasing this logo change. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: My gosh. But there is other news, man. Michael Brocker signs with the Baltimore Ravens. Three years, $30 million, $21 million guaranteed.
1: He's not back. What are your thoughts? I think I think anyone who's done any homework on this knew he was as good as gone. You know, he put out that announcement video on Twitter thanking the Rams for everything. You don't put that video out if you think there's a high chance you're back. I'm sure he thought there was a little chance, but uh, I'm happy for him. Get that money, he deserves it. He's been he's been great for in his uh years on the team. I mean, I think uh, he was one of the longest tenured players. I'm I think Johnny Hecker is probably the only guy ahead of him. Uh, Greg Zerline also a free agent; he would be ahead as well. But I'll miss him, man. But we didn't we didn't have the money to afford him. And I think, uh, given the attention Aaron Donald draws, no matter who's next to him, I, I don't think we need to invest that kind of money. And Michael Brockers, at his age and this point in his career, but I'm glad I'm glad he got a, I'm glad he got a big payday. If it wasn't going to be from us it's a strange
2: to because i i see him as both underrated and overrated.
1: It sounds weird, accurate. right? I mean, no, I, I think for him it's it's accurate. He's he's not talked about a lot, but he also gets paid a lot, so it's like yeah, it's a little bit of both. Well,
2: he did the, he did the job a lot of times on being a steady force in that line. And that's what makes him worth the money. The problem i had with him was that he was a first round pick. They moved around to get him. And he was there a long time, but never really, in my view, became an impact defensive lineman. There were a lot of times last year, the year before, where it almost felt like Aaron Donald was on an island on that defensive line because you didn't hear much from him. He would do his job stopping, stopping the run, that is. He'd get a little bit of penetration here and there, but he just never became more, even when he was alongside Sue and. And Donald, I just could not believe that he didn't become more of an impact player. I think you thought that. I think I thought that. I remember that going that 2018 season, looking at those three lines next to each other and thought, oh, man, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. And it never quite panned out that way, at least not for the entire defensive line as a whole.
1: Yeah. And uh, I've, I've invoked on my podcast that Brockers kind of got a pass for that season with Sue because Sue got all the slack because look, people don't like the and Sue, and We all love Michael Brockers. Uh, he was not great that year, but I, I think he had a, he had a pretty decent year this year. It was a nice bounce back year for him. Uh, he was an important part of, of the team, but at the same time for us, it's not worth paying in that money. I think we can go out and, and find a replacement for him. And uh, the guy probably won't be as good as Michael Brockers, but I don't think it'll be a huge deal.
2: I'm wondering what they do now too, with no first round pick they have other guys I want to replace. I mean, oh, sorry, resign not replace. I just wonder how they're going to find the right fit there on the on that defensive line. I'm curious, can Greg Gaines step up next year? It's not a great I place well. of wealth.
1: I'd be surprised if they didn't spend one of their day two picks on a on a defensive lineman, whether it's an Ed rusher, uh, depending on what happens with Dante Fowler or or an interior defensive lineman. Uh, getting getting that extra third-round pick was huge, and the extra compensatory pick that we expected to be a fourth, bumping up to a third. Uh, typically, when the Rams draft defensive players on day two, they do well. So I'm a little optimistic, at least there. And as we mentioned, we have the best defensive player in the world on the D-line to help so- soothe things over.
2: Yeah, too, honestly. Well, I'm confident once Jalen Ramsey gets a whole season with the team, he's going to be everything that we expected them to be. And I just think too about the draft is I don't think people realize how well the Rams have developed players in the draft. I, I mean they look at Brian Allen and Joe Nopum last year and think, ugh, but in reality that was an impossible situation overall and look at all the young guys they brought in. And how well they did
1: and how they how they actually made an impact on this roster. Well I they've had some misses on offense, I'd say, drafting-wise, uh, at least under less need and then both Jeff Fisher and Sean McVay. But they haven't really missed a lot on defense. Most most of the players, they've, if not all, I think, players they've drafted defensively between the first three rounds have panned out, became good players, left our team for big contracts from other teams, or stayed here, like Aaron Dowd. Or even in the later rounds, you're not going to hit on every late-round pick That doesn't happen, but we've got we've hit hit on some guys that have been big contributors for us. So
2: one of those big contributors was Dante Fowler. We're hearing now the Rams are targeting him. What do you think the
1: odds of them keeping him? I still think they're pretty low. How much working cap space do we have right now? Like twenty two million, I think. Oh,
2: it's not even. It's it's bad that that salary cap. I saw this Rambling Fan article. And I don't I'm not a big fan of them at all, but they were right when they said that salary cap dropped. It was in bad context because people didn't the expected salary cap this year was supposed to be between two oh seven and two hundred thirteen early on as the season was getting to an end. That's what was being reported now, it's at one ninety eight point two. So your answer on the Rams is not pretty. As of right now, according to Spot Track, their number for cap is they got 20.6 mil available
1: right now yeah so i i fowler i think is almost a guarantee to get eight figures and i we we might get a little lucky with the with the cap that jump that's going to happen when the with the when the new cba kicks in when they add an extra game which i'm sure we'll talk about later but I don't think they have the money to pay Dante Fowler and I think he's gonna walk. I think ultimately we probably if I had to make a prediction, we end this free agency period with keeping Andrew Whitworth and Austin Blythe and then getting somebody I don't know who on a five, six million dollar contract on defense to replace the guys who are about to lose. But no, man, I, I don't see how they keep Dante Fowler. Unless unless they're gonna let Whitworth walk, which I don't think they wouldn't.
2: No, and then you have a couple of guys you could have cut, including Roby, coleman Clay Matthews. They're still there. And now we're hearing more about a Gurley and Cooks trade as well. And how they figure out the money for those, to me, is going to be the kicker. Because right now, a trade for on a dead cap, we've mentioned this so many times, we, I mean, it's almost like we're just getting sick now. On a dead cap for Todd Gurley, it's it's crazy. It's twelve point six dead cap right now for him. If they trade him pre dead cap, they'll save four point six mil, but they'll still have twelve point six on the cap from him. Right. So that's that kind of sucks. If they can if they can manage after six one, which makes no sense, then they can save more. But the next year's cap gets a hit which I don't think you want. I think you want to take your hit this year. Mike and I mentioned that. If anything, at this point, just take your medicine this year. The other one is is, uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks' dead cap is even more annoying. That one is sitting at 17.8, so they actually lose a million dollars by trading him. So I have no idea how that works out because you're trying to trade the guy pre-June 1st, you lose a million dollars in your
1: cap by doing that. Total cap hit a seventeen point eight. You're underwater on it. So yeah, it it doesn't make a ton of sense to me to trade him unless you could find someone that is going to take off take all the money. I wish dead cap and stuff in the NFL was less confusing because uh, it's there's so much moving parts with salaries. But uh, unless they are able to move Cooks or Gurley. Uh, which you know, you never know, man. David Johnson just got traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Like you know, ne- like clearly Shh. we don't know shit. I can't believe that trade, but <laughs> like, like nobody would have predicted that yesterday. Not a single person would have predicted that that trade would have happened. So maybe maybe they have an ace up their sleeve and they move Brandon Cooks and clear some cap space and they're able to keep Dante Fowler or hell maybe even throw a big contract at Corey Littleton, but. Barring one of those things, one of those guys moving, I, I we just don't have the money to keep Fowler or Brockers, obviously. We didn't keep him, and most likely not Littleton either. Uh I don't think Whitworth is gonna command a massive contract, but he'll be in the high uh seven digit range, I would say, on a short term uh,
2: deal. I'm thinking maybe seven seven point five ish or so.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that number. Uh, Johnny thought I was a little low when I said six, seven, but, uh, he's on the wrong side of 30 and I think he wants to be here and I think he, he's not going to, I don't really see him walking for a a huge bag cause it's probably not out there, but yeah, one of, one of those big contracts cooks or girl, has to be traded for us to really make any big splashes in free agency. And I, I don't see it happening.
2: And you actually have to, like you said, in the Cooks deal, you have you have to get someone to accept that dead money. It otherwise it's totally not worth it. Unless Steve, they do what we're saying. They they could be just choosing to take their medicine. They could be saying, okay, listen, we we took a flyer on these guys. We paid them the money. We thought they would pan out more. They didn't. So because of next year, which we'll get to later. Let's go ahead and take our medicine now because next year we have money. That, that can be the only thing. You're saying they'd eat the dead cap this year? They would eat the dead caps. And to have that space cleared guaranteed and just just accept this team this year, this 2020 version, opening a new stadium is going to be a very flawed one.
1: Well, to, to me, it's just like unless you could get – someone to take on Todd without taking any financial hit. Uh, I don't know why, why you move him. I mean, uh, he, he, yeah, he had a down year for sure, but they're going in a new stadium. He is in theory, still a star. He's a big name and you can move him. I think you'll be able to move him next season in the off season. If he, unless he completely and utterly collapses, um, this season, like if he's even worse, which I, I think all things considered, all the expectations going into last year, I don't think he was too bad. There was a lot wrong with the offense. He was part of it. He wasn't the whole problem. Uh, I I don't think he'll be much worse, if any worse next year. I would bet he'd be a little bit better, not his peak form. But I there's rumors that they're going to cut him if they can't trade him. Like I, I just do not see the value in that. I'd rather overpay him to be underwhelming than to pay him to not be on the team.
2: I mean, unless you desperately need that 4.6, but then again, you sit back and go, can you just convince Jared Goff to renegotiate? That
1: to me is the easiest thing. I
2: mean, that, I don't you think, have to make some I don't things think they want for him.
1: For, well, I don't think they want to for the reasons uh, you laid out there that they might. It, I don't know if you saw Les Snead's quote quote uh, on a podcast last week. He basically said, Along the lines of, they don't want to kick the can down the road. Like, if you renegotiate Jared Goff, you open up money now, but you're closing out money later on. And I think, for the reasons you said, like they're going to have cap space next year, yada yada yada. I don't think they want to open up that money this year. Uh, I believe this is this is going to be the biggest year of Jared Goff's contract. So, I think they're just going to eat it this year. Not going to free up a ton of cap space. I mean, they still have. We're, we're losing guys of value, but there's still a lot of good players under contract on the team. And uh, I just – you can renegotiate him, open up a little money for this year, but you're pushing it back. And I don't know – I don't really see any moves out there that are going to like break the glass ceiling for this team. I think our best case is guys who regressed last year bounce back and younger guys develop and we draft well. Uh, and then make some moves around the margins like we have with Matthews and Eric Weddle last year.
2: That has to be the way my my thought about this has been you will have to eat your medicine here. Take your medicine at some point. And it looks like this might be the year to do it. Just take your medicine this year. No matter what, with any team, and this isn't just about the Rams, you're gonna take your medicine. You you get to a point where your contracts get too that too big. There we go, too big. Too large. And you guys how to rebuild. The Seahawks did a couple years ago. With the Legion of Boom and that entire defense. They had to just reload everything up. And they're still recovering from that. But quite frankly, they're still recovering because their offensive line was horrid. They still made
1: the playoffs, though, right? They yeah. last year. And, uh, we all we had a a lot of things go wrong for us last year. A lot, and we almost made the playoffs under the new CBA. We would have been in the playoffs. So it's it's not all grim. And I. I think, uh, I, I think, yeah, I think they're going to take their medicine, like, like you said. I I don't think they want to put any more money in the later years of Jared Goff's contract, especially considering how he played last year. you know Maybe in the back of their mind, they're thinking, this might not be our guy. That contract's going to be a little easier to move if you don't backload it by restructuring the deal. So I, I don't necessarily blame them for saying Pat here.
2: And I actually think that he's going to go in the offseason this year and... Worker's tail off he's got a lot to prove now Yeah I agree So we'll find out real quick but I think we'll see a different Jared Goff coming out Next year if they can protect Him if they can protect him it's a different ball game But there we go and by the Way folks about That salary cap we're gonna get there we're not gonna this that little apple Go away we're gonna eat the apple Here and talk about what We mean by cap space next year Before we do we do want to just give it some word to our sponsor. Check them out.
0: The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Proud throws it down. Where else is your own city home to your biggest rivals? The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry,
1: Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history still in the making? Oh, Else. the nba only here season begins december 22nd on abc espn tnt and nba tv
2: all right so steve usually this is where mike is the king here mike has been under labor contracts he's been on strike he's the guy we want to talk yep. to but mike himself is dealing with the whole Um, school being changed and everything out there in California, he had to cancel today, so that's why you're here. We'll get his thoughts on the CBA later, but the overall on the CBA, from your point of view, I want to hear it, though. I want to hear your thoughts. 17 games, the rosters shift by, I believe, two players, get two more practice squad players next year as well,
1: and another playoff team. What are your thoughts on the deal? I'm... I'm I have, like. I know it's been rumored for a while that they're going to increase the season. It's still really surprising to see that they're increasing the season. When's the last time a professional sport uh, of the Big Four made their season longer? Like I, I don't, oh. I don't doubt that's happened in my lifetime. Granted, I'm not that old, uh, but like the NBA has been at 82 for a long time. Uh, I don't know how long baseball and hockey have been at, but NFL expanded. Late seventies, right? Early eighties to sixteen games. Uh, late
2: seventies, and I think nineteen seventy eight. But the thing was, hockey. I think was at eighty four, and went to eighty two. Listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a few years back they went from eighty four to eighty two. Oh, okay, but I don't so watch they, hockey, so <laughs> if I did the count right, but you're right. No, no league has done it, and. I found it really interesting that they actually went for the 17-game schedule because it's just weird. 17 games? What league does odd games? Honestly. And second, you're preaching about player safety. Health. Player safety. And you are adding a regular season game? Player safety. Who do you care most about? Your stars, right? So, yeah, let's go ahead and run your stars out. An extra game. Yeah, I
1: don't like it. I, I am yeah, shocked uh, it I can't believe the players agreed to it obviously there's some stuff benefiting them they're gonna get more money but truth be told they only jumped from 47 percent of the league revenue to 48 I am shocked that they didn't get 50 i I know it's what the NBA's at uh look man in the in the world of streaming and everything today live sports are probably the the, they're the they're the whale of of content everybody's gonna want them when when they negotiate a new a new tv deal i don't know when that's coming up but they are gonna get a lot of money so i'm a little surprised um in that regard but there's also you know they they completely wiped players getting suspended for uh marijuana testing positive on a drug test which i think is I'm sure they're happy about it. I think that's the right move. I mean, it's literally legal in some states, so I don't know how you suspend a guy for something that's legal. Uh, but obviously, this the 17 game is a big thing, and I'm surprised they voted for it. It seemed like a lot of players were coming out and saying they vote against it. Uh, I'm guessing it's a lot of the... I mean, I would think, and I have no idea if this is true, but you would think it's a lot of the guys making less money that voted yes for this, right? because it benefits them a lot more than it benefits the Todd Gurley's and the Tom Brady's of the world, uh, getting that extra game, getting an extra paycheck. As I've, I've been talking about for years, especially when Aaron Donald was holding out, NFL players only have a couple years to make almost all the money they're going to make for their entire lives. Not a lot of players get to transition into the studio, uh, get that cushy, cozy studio job. This is where they're making their money. So I'm sure that's why a lot of players, uh, especially guys that aren't going to be in the league that long, I'm sure that's why they voted yes.
2: I'm still just stunned overall. I mean, it was a close vote by the way. It was a very close vote. And yeah. I I, had, you know, for, I did text Mike about Mike said they're going to be upset about it in 2 years. They're not going to be happy with it in 2 years. So that was my like, sure that was going to be my question for him, why exactly? And and also, the compensation can jump, I think, to 48.8%. It's still not the
1: 50 you'd want. It makes sense for it to be 50-50. Yeah, 48.5 it says on, on Bleacher Report. 48.5. Uh, once, once they add the seventh game. So there's
2: 32 owners, plus the commissioner you're paying, right? 32 owners, and... Almost two thousand total players or player reps, I think, was people total votes. That's the split.
1: Well, and then there's also look, just looking at the list of things that have, or, are being added. Minimum salaries going up by a hundred thousand dollars from five ten to six ten, which is a it's a twenty percent raise. If my on the fly math is right. That's going to increase to 1.1 million by 2030 for players with less than a year of experience. So I think guys like late round picks, guys that aren't going to be in the league that long, they're probably psyched about some of this. Uh, you know, because that's big for them. But like I said, that's not going to affect the superstars like at all. Uh, that's really only going to affect undrafted free agents, late round picks, guys like that.
2: I mean, it affects superstars by having guys who actually want to be there, getting paid, making sure they're okay, less stress in their lives. I suppose that would help some. I just look at it overall and think that they probably could have gotten a little bit better of a deal had they pushed a little bit. I, and they, I just don't... i got to admit it bothers me about the 17 games. 17 games has always been a weird thing for me, like I mentioned before. But when you're talking about the health of the players... And you're preaching about it. Actually, when I saw on the, on the ESPN bottom line how they're saying with this deal, it, it talks about and addresses player safety. Yeah, addresses player safety by you having these stars go out there for a 17th game. Great job.
1: Yeah. What do you? How do you feel about the extra playoff team? Uh. <laughs> I I don't hate it. Uh, it's the the one I like having a seventh playoff team, but I don't. Know how I feel about uh, with a two seed's not going to get a bye most likely right? Yeah, that's what it. Yeah, that's what it says, in and and I think that's my problem with it. Like the only one, yeah. the top seed gets
2: a buy. That's it, and then the number two seed, who is this the second best team in your conference by record, gets doesn't doesn't get a week off. Only one team gets it off. Honestly, I would rather they got got eight teams. Just make it nice, pretty even,
1: an eighteen tournament. Well, now I mean, you could go fourteen and three, and (laughs) that's fun to say. And you could end up playing twenty-one games, right? Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. That's nuts. Uh, It's absolutely wild. I
2: well, wait, no, four eight four two. Yeah, you're right. Eight four two. That's four games. So. I, I just look at it as a money grab. Which, for if you're a Rams fan, you're like, yay, money, because this is where we're going. Salary cap estimated salary caps for next year. Before this deal was out, we saw some estimates between 240 and 250 being the salary cap next year. I don't think it'll go that high, but if the Rams go ahead and get rid of some of these big contracts. Next off season, we're talking about a team that has a load of money to
1: spend. Like boatloads of money to spend. Well, we'll see if um I don't know if it's going to matter. I don't know when the TV contract is up, but like when when the NBA had a had a massive jump from the the TV money going up, they didn't smooth the cap over. So just one year, there was this huge amount of cap space everyone had. For some reason, everyone thought that the cap was going to keep going up. Not good players handed, got received massive contracts. This is for anyone that remembers this. is when the Lakers signed Timovey Mozgov and Luol Dang to un, ungodly amounts of money for two guys oh, who were Lord incredibly washed. <laughs> yep. And then uh, that was the summer that allowed the Warriors to get Kevin Durant because they randomly had max cap space because of good moves they made and this cap spike so I would think the NFL would like see that off season and try to smooth things over but I think I don't know if this this uh, C- CBA affects that at all I think it does I think we'll see a
2: pretty big jump next year if I remember correctly some teams were already waiting on that 2021
1: to come I think the Rams know it we are, are. It. yeah we are we sure. are for sure and I so I think they a, a couple months ago they gave Johnny Hecker like an extra year, and, and he was already on the books for like twenty till twenty twenty two, and they just added on an extra year till twenty twenty three. I think that was them looking forward and being like, "All right, uh, we're gonna this cap's gonna explode a little bit. Might as well lock up our punter at a cheap rate for another year." Because uh, I like like why would you add an extra year onto a punter's contract? Like It was just so random. It's because he's Johnny Hecker, man. It's all yeah, about Johnny he's Hecker. Signed, he's signed for so long, uh, like so far away. I, I, I just had to think that was part of it. And I think that's also part of the reason why they were okay extending Tyler Higby uh, because they think they're going to get more room in 2021, which oddly enough has gone from one of the worst contracts on the team to one of the best after the tight end contracts we've seen today and what he did in the last couple of games of the season.
2: And really thinking about it, I thought that it would be Gerald Everett who would get the contract. He's the one who's got all the the physical tools, like you know the speed, the burst, cutting off the edge. And he was a guy they were relying on for a while, so he got hurt. And then he gets hurt, and Higby becomes a monster out there. And now we're thinking, okay, well, if the Rams are looking at tight ends, and they've been rumored to be attached to main tight ends here, the only real... The only real conclusion I can reach is Joe Everett's not staying because Tyler Everett, Tyler me, sorry, is a better blocker. He's and he's an asset downfield, a huge target.
1: Yeah, and hey man, I I didn't think they'd get much for Gerald Everett. Hayden Hurst just got traded for a second round pick, so like uh, I I don't think Gerald Everett is here long term either. And you never know he he might get moved for if they could get a third round pick for him. I I think they would do it. Uh I, I can't see why they wouldn't, especially with how Higby played. I mean the the guy if if he plays like that for the rest of his contract, he's gonna be a bargain. Uh which is crazy. Like he had one game of over sixty-five yards in his career before December. And then he had five straight games of it for them over a hundred yards. It was a wild blow-up and it made Everett expendable in a way that he was not in November.
2: Well, I just remember Higby making all those plays and thinking, "Yeah, about time!" Because we've known he could do this for years now. This is why. They, this is why they drafted him, Steve. They drafted him as a receiving tight end. People don't realize that. All the film that came out on him during the draft was about his receiving, not his blocking. Yeah. So, Joe Neverett, I'm still believing your potential, dude, but I think you're gone.
1: Sorry, man. Hope I'm wrong. And I do hope I'm I wrong, by the way. Wish him the best, whether he's here or whether he's somewhere else. Uh, been a good dude for us. Been a good player. Made, had some big moments.
2: And I honestly think the Rams, if they can keep him, it might be better for them long-term, especially if Cooks moves. If Cooks moves and they move more into that 2 tight end set, then I think you need them, so... Fingers crossed. All mm-hmm. right. So a couple quick things here. We mentioned earlier the Houston Texans trade Andre Hopkins to the Cardinals for David Johnson and
1: a second-round pick? <laughs> what the? David, jo- David Johnson could play like he did in 2016 this season, and that's still a bad trade. Uh, I I rumors are that Hopkins wanted a restructure and they didn't want to give it to him. Uh, I, first of all, he makes, I think he makes 12, 13 million this year. He should get a restructure. If I'm him, I'm asking for it. Brandon cooks makes like $4 million more than him. Sammy Watkins, uh, it it'd probably get cut, but he makes more than him. And I, am like this, this is one of the, I think undisputedly, probably three best receivers in the NFL. The guy is an absolute monster. You're trying to win a championship. I don't understand this whatsoever. I can't imagine Deshaun Watson's happy about it. And look, maybe there's a chance David Johnson bounces back. Uh, There's a lot of good running backs that are readily available. And I just like, I cannot fathom why they would make this move uh, unless Hopkins was demanding $35 million uh, in his restructure. Honestly,
2: this sucks, man. Uh, the Cardinals are are going to be good pretty quick. And this is going to be an even tougher division than it has been in the past two years. The only thing that I can think of, though, for the Texans is how stupid can you be? I mean, why would you – and they're not stupid. That's the worst part about it, Steve, is none of these teams are stupid. They're all in – all these GMs are in, a, are in a place for a reason. They know stuff. It doesn't mean they make all the right decisions, but to say they're stupid, they're not stupid. I want to know why the heck you would think trading one of the best receivers in the game for a a running back with question marks and a second-round pick all of a sudden is worth it. I know you're, you're going to disagree and say that some are stupid. Listen, people don't get hired in these positions because they're stupid. Now, they might do bad jobs, a.k.a. almost every Cleveland coach and general manager for the last 20 years, but they didn't just get to that job by being morons.
1: Yeah, they know they know football uh, at, at the very least. Anyone who gets in that position, and it's like you got a young one of the. I would say one of the like, if you were ranking how much you'd want to have a quarterback like today for the next ten years, probably a top five in that group is Deshaun Watson. Guy's been killer all his career, and <laughs> you get rid of his best asset for like you said a a banged up running back who I. I think there's a chance last year was a fluke, but like we're talking about a guy who lost his job to Kenyon Drake. So it's just it, – it, it, you couldn't even get a first-round pick for him, man. For DeAndre Hopkins, you couldn't get a first-round pick. You're telling me that wasn't out there? Uh, I, I do not understand it. The Giants got two firsts for Odell last year. At a minimum, you think that the Texans could get a first-round pick. And I, I feel like – I feel like they probably didn't shop him around because there definitely had to have been better options, better trays out there for DeAndre Hopkins than this.
2: Wait, wait. You said the Giants got two first rounders for Odell Beckham? Are you sure? Am I Am I wrong? Uh,
1: yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a third and a fifth. No, they got a first for sure. Oh, uh, you're right. Uh, they got a <laughs> first round pick. No, they got a first round <laughs> pick, though. What? So who's wrong? Me? We're both wrong. Well, they got a. I said two first. It was a first, um, a third, and Jabril, Jabril Peppers, which is still a better. Oh, okay. Trade than so I, I was thinking of um, Zeitler, who they got. The Either Browns way, too. Yeah. Thank you for uh, calling my bullshit there. Appreciate no, I'm wrong, I'm, too,
2: I'm wrong too, man. I'm wrong too. One first rounder.
1: But look, man, that's just there's no way there wasn't a better trade for DeAndre Hopkins out there. Regardless, uh, this is just insane to me. Uh, he's not that he's not that old. I, I believe I will confirm this right now. I believe he's 27 years old. Uh, he's under contract for a couple of years. You might have to bump up those numbers a little bit. But uh going to be 28 at the start of next season. Not showing any signs of aggression. He's was the first team all pro the last three years. He had one bad year in his career. And it was because Brock Osweiler was throwing the ball. Caught a lot of passes from bad quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, I am sure Kyler Murray is got to be the happiest person on the planet right now uh, after today.
2: And every NFC West team is looking at them going, geez, a fourth defense. A fourth offense we have to worry about on defense. Mm-hmm. But and here's the second one. The Fort trade the Forrest Buckner to the Colts for a first-round pick. And That's a 13th overall pick of the draft. As part of the deal, Buckner agreed to a contract for $21 million per year, making the second-highest-paid defense tackle in the league. That's per. That is per. Adam Schefter. So, DeForest Buckner going to the Colts for a 13th
1: pick of the draft. Uh, I mean, clearly, you got to think the only motive here is that they didn't want to pay him, and you get. A, a first, they get a first round pick, a good one at that. Thirteen, that's a high pick. So it's, it's kind of a weird move for a team that just played in the Super Bowl, but at the same time, you got value. He made, he's got paid a shitload of money. I guess if you think if you're confident you can replace him, uh, I mean they still got some heavy hitters on the D line. It, there's there's worse steals clearly as we've seen today. Uh, than this. But, and I think it's good for us to get him out of the division. It is, but
2: on the same token, I'm sitting there thinking about how... I'm, I'm just... If I'm the Niners right here, I'm trying to keep that front seven together as much as possible. And it looks like they felt the only way they can keep keep it together reasonably is by trading Buckner so they can keep Eric Armstead. And Armstead yeah. signs five years, $85 million. If I had a defensive line like the 49ers had, a front seven, that front seven was nasty. That front seven was nasty. I I had to think I would try a different way to keep that front
1: seven together for one more year, one more run. One more run. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money invested, though, into one position group. So, I mean, uh, I don't know if it's the right or wrong move, but... You get you got you got good value back in now as, as we've seen in the NFL in recent years. Sometimes you don't get value back for guys. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it is pretty clearly a cap move, and uh, they could have paid him, but that's they're spending that they'd be putting a lot of eggs into one basket there.
2: Their their but cap right it, now is at twenty two million. So. If they paid him, they would have had to make some different
1: moves. Yeah. Well, wasn't he – this was an extension, no?
2: Yeah, so if he would have – his dead cap space now is going to be – does he have dead cap space?
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm sure. I doubt it. No, it doesn't.
2: There's no dead cap for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a good player. I'm I'm sure Andy was happy to take on that money.
2: I was thinking about a pre-6-1 trade. It looks like there was done for him. So that was a trade day. I guess they had, looking at the roster right now, unless you wanted to get rid of, for the 49ers, unless you wanted to get rid of Quan uh, Alexander and still take a 14-mil hit, or Weston Richburg and take, still take a 11.4 million hit, there isn't a whole lot of movement I could see there. They're underwater in a
1: lot of contracts. Yeah, and they got uh, they got players that are gonna be coming up, uh, Kittle's in a contract year. You gotta think he gets a, a massive extension. So I I think they're looking forward and I I'm I'm okay with it. This is, this is good. I'm I'm happy with the move. I mean
2: good for the Rams, bad for the Niners, I think. For one year, now this thirteen 13- pick as a defensive lineman develops quickly then we're talking something different. Kittle is Kittle only makes two point two million dollars this year.
1: Yeah he hasn't uh, he hasn't come up from his rookie contract yet. He's gonna get a huge contract and I'd be shocked if they let him walk.
2: They won't let him walk. So that's what they're saving for right
1: there. I mean I think Austin Hooper today got the the highest tight end money ever. (laughs) It was like eleven million. Kittle's gonna destroy that yeah, <laughs> imagine they met a year ago. Unbelievable. Austin Huber.
2: All right, so folks, there you go. That's, that's our show. Yeah, we're sorry we've been around less. It's been a pretty uneventful offseason. And in case you hadn't noticed, we've been – we're all a little busy. But, you know, we're basically quarantined now, so why not podcast? We'll be on – Again, this week, at the very least, Steve will be back with Johnny. Hopefully, there's some good news by the time these guys are back on the air. Anything special plan on talking about this week, Steve?
1: I don't think so, man. This was uh, this
2: was a fun show. Glad, glad to do a pod together. It's been a while. Yeah, you know, since then, I've
1: got a lot more gray hair, and apparently there's now an epidemic going around. All right. <laughs> I- uh, hey, figure. if you guys need movie recommendations or TV and you're bored, hit me up on Twitter. I got plenty of them. Oh, uh, leave, leave with one because we all need them now. Leave with one. I got one too. Uh, if you want a TV show, long show. If you got Amazon Prime, I'm sure a lot of listeners do, check out The Americans. Nice long six season. Uh, nice slow burn, but you ain't going anywhere. Uh, really, really good show. Uh, one of the best of the decade. I'd say last last decade.
2: All right, I got two. Okay, one, I know, I know. This is going to, it's going to roll his eyes. There's a miniseries on Netflix called Pandemic. Kind of fits right now, right? Go check it out if you want to have the crap scared out of you. If you want to watch something you enjoy, I'm going to go to Amazon Prime, and I'm going to go Man the High Castle. Check it out. Good one. You know me, I'm a history buff. Got to check it out.
1: Uh, and I can't hate um, Pandemic because I watched Contagion yesterday. So, <laughs> <laughs> Think of the part where you know what's her name? Cheese I forgot her name. Gay Winslet No, or, no, or, no. Let's check out her head sawed VR off. In, in Paltrow, when they yeah, when uh, they take oh, yeah. where
2: the Paltrow gets her head sawed off. Let's right. her scalp. Now that yeah. was <laughs> never thought I'd see a movie with it when that happens. So you know, there you go. Alright folks. You can follow us on Twitter at Talk Rams. You can follow Steve on Twitter at Steve for Breaker. You can follow me at DC Apollo. If you've got recommendations for us, please send to us. And also don't forget the Apple Music Challenge here. Five star reviews are doing it for Talking Hills as well. We are available More podcasts can be found. And until midweek with Butting Heads, we'll see you then. We're out.